0: Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is bonus episode 153. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. On bonus episode 153 it is Movie Club Time Challenge Teapots March 2019 and this is The Listener Reviews. Just over three weeks ago, I set you a challenge. Your challenge was simple. Go away and watch Lake Mungo, a little full documentary horror movie from Australia. You were to watch that movie and give me your review and as a little topper, a little sous or something sweet on top, I asked you to pair it. With a movie that was not a found footage movie. Pick a movie that you would think would double bill really good with this movie. Ladies and gents, you did not let me down. We have more audio clips than we usually have, which makes me happy. Because I like hearing your sweet, sweet voices. I do not play them when I'm in my bedroom myself. Touching myself inappropriately. I don't do that. I don't do that. Stop thinking about it. I know I said it and now you're thinking about it, but that never happened. But yeah, the the quality of the reviews are pretty fucking sweet. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into them after the first break. Now, before we do that though, this is your third of, wait for it, sixth planned episodes this week. We're at the halfway mark. We kicked off on Monday with In Reverence. On Tuesday we did a review of Us... And then, obviously, we're doing a little bit of Movie Club today. Tomorrow, we do our March Madness episode. Oh, yeah. And then, on Saturday, it's time to do a little recap of the month that was March in 2019. Looking back over the big news stories, uh, releases, etc., etc. And then, on Sunday, it is the next installment of our 88 Films Slasher Classic Series. Closing out the month of March and styley so there we go that is what is ahead for you plenty of content coming up now like i say this episode stacked you guys submitted a ton of fucking awesome shit, and i wanted to get into that ASAP. so what i'm going to do right now is take a very short break you're going to hear promos for shows that i love you're going to have a little bit of music and then why not the trailer for the movie we're going to be discussing on this episode it's a uh, late mungo and your thoughts coming right up right after this
1: did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds uh, necrophilia. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. it's a dead issue man don't don't push it cinema psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject no one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Crude. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore.
3: Something bad is going to happen to me. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. The, family and the normally tranquil setting of Ararat to Harlow Harlow pay their final Alice to a young Harlow woman Harlow. taken too soon. Ten days after Ellie's funeral, stuff started happening around the house. Sounds seemed to come from Ellie's old room. They didn't really no, relate, I so I thought, well, I'll just set up a camera to, you know, see anything. I looked back and there was footage of a figure moving across the hallway. The image was quite unsettling because it certainly looked like Alice. don't want you to close your eyes? I usually uh, videotape my sessions. Something was happening inside that house and I wanted to find out what it was.
4: We checked the tapes.
0: There was a
3: ghost in our house. Alice kept secrets. She kept the fact she kept secrets a secret. Something bad is gonna happen to me. Alice knew she was going to die. I feel like something bad has happened. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. And it's getting closer.
0: And welcome back. So let's just get into this. First one comes in from Robert Alvarez. He says, "Sorry for cutting it so close, Duncan, but here is my movie club review." Dear Duncan, I am happy to say that I have submitted my first, very first movie club review. And what a great film to start with! First off, I want to say that I was surprised to find out that the late Mungo was an after dark. Horrorfest release film. When those first started getting distributed, I followed the first two series pretty closely. They weren't all winners, but my friends and I had some fun renting a few of them during some beer-fueled horror nights. But by the time Late Mungo was in the roster, I had already set my movie site somewhere else. Now, you didn't have to say anything about the heavy Twin Peaks references to make them apart, but it certainly piqued my interest even more. The documentary film style was very realistic. The sadness, confusion, desperation and at some points dread from the friends and family of Alice were some of the best examples of faux testimonials I've seen. Imagining the feelings of loss of a loved one, then the subsequent paranormal happenings and unravelling mystery of their second life and horrific death stirred me to the core. It's a theme that hits home, especially after dealing with semi-recent loss and unexplainable occurrences after. Overall, I give Lake Mungo a 4 out of 5. I loved it and I would recommend it to anyone looking for a horror mystery that isn't a run-of-the-mill film as for what movie i would follow this up for in a double feature it was a bit difficult seeing as i wanted to add another cotton film or documentary style film since that was prohibited i would have to go with something branching a little closer to the lynch family tree i would double bill lake mungo with 2012's chained by jennifer lynch although it's not emotional it is very bleak and has a really good mystery reveal at the end thank you for all your great reviews your show has kept my work days going smoothly for over a year now thank you very much robert alvarez for submitting that review great to hear that you have been checking out some of what we have been putting down in terms of the movie club stuff and thank you for submitting your review and always welcome it's great to hear back from you guys otherwise it is just me talking at a microphone so when you guys contribute back to this one that it becomes all worthwhile. So it's a four out of five for lake Mungo and you would pair it up with Jennifer Lynch's chained a movie that Baz bought me. And I watched, I want to say, just over a year ago and thoroughly enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Jennifer Lynch is one of those talents that I still think like maybe 10 years from now is going to give us something that is going to blow our mind. But yeah, it's, it's all good. It's all good, baby. It's all good. So there we go. Let's move on to our next review. And up next is a audio review from our buddy Tony Case. That's right, Tony Case, who has a phenomenal podcast out there. he's doing God's work by going through the video nasties. Submitted a little audio review for your listening pleasure. Ladies and gents, let's find out what Tony thought.
5: yeah, Duncan. So, I have to be completely honest with you. Going into Lake Mungo, I was a little bit sceptical. Found footage movies can be a real hard sell for me. I can count on one hand all of the flicks from that genre that I enjoy. Unless it has the words cannibal or holocaust in the name, it's probably going to rub me the wrong way. Well, looks like I need to use my other hand now. I went in totally blind to Lake Mungo. I didn't read any plot summaries, I didn't check out any capsule reviews, and I didn't watch the trailer. Which turned out to be a good thing because, man, that trailer totally misrepresents the movie. And even in that, horrors trained me so well that I kept expecting a big swerve, or that they only move the headstones or some other kind of tropey nonsense like that. Imagine my surprise when it turned out to be less a horror movie and more a somber meditation on dealing with grief. That said, it's still a very effective flick. It manages to be creepy and sad all in one go. Oh wait, did I say creepy? No, no, that that's the wrong word. I meant. Unnerving as fuck. Dear God, that big reveal at the end where Alice meets her doppelganger? In all of the years I have been watching horror, I have seen some disturbing crazy shit that will turn you white, and yet god damn did that moment send chills down my spine. It's a movie I need to rewatch again to see all of the layers in the storytelling, but perhaps not right away. As my companion piece to Lake Mungo clearly there can only be one choice, the changeling. Why? Well, beyond the obvious length that they're both ghost stories, beyond that they're both goddamn brilliant in their own way, it all comes down to one scene. George C. Scott standing at the bottom of the stairs screaming, WHAT DO YOU WANT FROM ME?! As the banging of the tub echoes through the house. The only other time in recent memory I was freaked the fuck out by a movie. And so that's why I pair them together. Not because they are ghost stories or that they are supernatural investigations, but because they both work their way under your skin and stay there for a good long time. I give both Lake Mungo and The Changeling a Netflix 5 out of 5.
0: And thanks to Tony for that review. So scoring high with Tony. 5 out of 5 for that one. And um, putting it up with The Changeling, which is a good shout, actually. The Changeling... It's a movie that I never equate. I don't know why in my brain. I just... I don't make that connection. But um, you may not be the only person that has suggested that movie uh, as a companion piece to this one. And like I say, bloody good shout. It, it really would be... It'd be a depressing night at home. Um, it's not the sort of beer and popcorn Saturday night you want. It's probably more a, a sombre Sunday uh, in advance of going back to work on a Monday, if you know what I mean. you sit down and depress the shit out of yourself with that. glum day, maybe overcast not nice weather outside uh, you shove on a little bit of late mungo and double build up with the changeling you are in for a sad time ladies and gents a sad time thank you to tony for submitting that review and um, let's continue on let's do one from rob Mullen. he says late mungo is a film i'd heard a lot of praise for over the years but i never experienced it until you decided to pick it for this month's movie club and i must say that it was a fine choice it's a film that feels haunted in every frame and gives me the same feeling I had while watching the recent Haunting of Hill House series where I had to re-watch it and pull up my magnifying glass to see if there was anything else there that I might have missed. And yes, I made to sure to watch all the way to the end of the credits. That feeling carries this film quite a long way and keeps the mystery of Alice Palmer interesting throughout. I can, however, see how Late Mungo might not fully connect with all us horror fans. Sticking so rigidly, rigidly to the documentary style and lacking what might be considered traditional scares could leave some a little cold. It's quite complete. Uh, compl- <laughs> I can't say that word. A uh, contemplative film, uh, and I think that it's both to its benefit and its detriment. I'm going to give it a three and a half stars on the Netflix scale, but do not think that means that I didn't really enjoy it. I have a feeling that it's something that my appreciation will grow with repeat viewings. As for what to pair the movie with, well, the first thing that comes to mind is Ringu and I do think that the Japanese version would pair better than the American remake. The central mystery elements of Ringu is much more powerful than the remake, and because Late Mungo is also primarily more a mystery than a horror, I think that's the right choice. Both Late Mungo and Ringu also deal with the idea of death creeping slowly on its characters, lingering around them. It's something that they know is coming, but can do nothing to avoid. There is also the obvious comparison that both ghosts whose death took place in a body of water. For bonus points, I would also like to recommend Sicilian Ghost Story, a movie that I saw at the St. Louis, eh, Louis International Film Festival last year it's about a boy that disappears and the girl refuses to accept his disappearance In trying to uncover the truth she descends into the dark ethereal world of mystery that seems to have a leak at its center i would also pair it perfectly with late mungo but because it has played mostly the festival circuit i don't think many would have seen it yet Thank you very much for that review, Rob Millen. I've recently watched the Arrow 4K Restoration of Ringo and I totally agree with you that both those movies have just a, a an apparent air of dread, which kind of just carries all the way right through both those movies from start to finish. And that's a good shout there. I'm glad that you dug it as well. Quite a few people have not seen this movie, which is which is um is awesome to see that happening. And I, I have penciled in on my list. It's a silly and ghost story Is a movie that I need to check out when it becomes more widely available. Always great to hear from you, my buddy Rob. Let's swing on to the next review. And up next is a negative review, and I know what you're thinking. It must be Tim Walker. Well, you'd be wrong, ladies and gents. I have found that through doing this thus far, there is a weird little bubble that happens that either Tim dislikes a movie and our buddy Donna Anelli really likes it, or vice versa, and that just happens to be one of those ones we went through the looking glass. Uh, Don says for this latest listener challenge it's an effort. It's time to take up Tim Walker's usual role of shitting a popular film as a genre as this film sucks koala testicles full documentaries are a genre i do not particularly care for in the first place because i'm being asked to take a fake film as if it was real a paradox that i can't quite wrap my brain round to figuring out how to approach that concept which is why i don't tackle these kind of films very much at all that is the case with late mungo which is a flat out dull and uneventful movie as it basically shows a bunch of people getting interviewed then more people getting interviewed and then the next scene is the same people getting interviewed again. There's no real plot, it's all monotonous and just badly handled with no energy or life at all, which just highlights how lame the actual process of finding the ghosts in the pictures really are. The process mentioned as for why the brother starts up with the photography doesn't make any sense for why he would theoretically start taking pictures at all. The entire purpose of including this is rendered moot anyway with the revelation he's faked it and how he's digging into our past leads to much darker secrets than they anticipated. But yet the documentary-like nature of the film manages to make it feel that what happens next is not scary or chilling at all. From the start with her appearance in the photographs and the neighbours finding her in the video footage to the conclusions with the paranormal experts it's never really given any sort of imposing nature about being terrified of what's going on as it's all about being done after already happening because it's a documentary about what has happened instead of letting everything unfold in real time. Even the latter revelations about her being involved in the threesome relationship doesn't really serve any purpose as it's not to scare or even provide any kind of sleazy action to give any purpose of being included. The only time it comes close to actually providing scares is blurry, unresolved two second flashes of something captured on a videotape no one in their right mind should be able to record at the time anyway and that coupled with the outright awful production values of the conducting interviews out in the wilderness or standing next to running machinery that drowns out the subject anyway and makes it nearly impossible to tell what they're talking about this all ends up leading to this being so bland and dreadful that it gets a zero out of five Fuck this movie on the Netflix scale. I wouldn't want to pair it with anything since it's going to be the death nail regardless to whatever it's on the bill. Playing it first will drive viewers to sleep before the second film starts or cause them to leave theatres if it's the second film. Since they've already seen a good film, I don't really feel like pairing this with anything. Oh, dawn, dawn, dawn. Well, we struck a we struck a little nerve for you there, my friend. Um, always great to hear from you. I am slightly gutted that you you didn't you didn't take this one. I will be honest; you the only negative review submitted, so you are right. You are the Tim Walker on this review, um, and fair play. Like I said before, horror films shouldn't be for everyone. And the day that everyone gives glowing. Reviews to every movie that I put out is a day I'll probably retire this segment. Um, I like people to come out from different approaches. A lot of what you have marked as negatives in this film, I actually mark as positives, weirdly enough, uh, and what I would say is, for a deeper appreciation of my views on the movie, um, Late Mungle will be covered as part of my 10 Tales of War series in April, and um, I look forward to a dialogue afterwards, Don, if there's anything that I say in that that makes you question some of what you've written, or if there's anything that I say that you just flat out revoke. Let me know, buddy. I like these conversations. It's all about taking part and keeping the film conversations a-going. Thank you very much for submitting that review in Don and Nelly. And up next is another audio review from Longtime Contributor. Just like Don, a long-time contributor, this is our good buddy David Garrett Jr. And David says...
6: Hello again, Duncan and T-Putz listeners. Back again for March 2019's Movie Club with Lake Mungo. This was a film that I had checked out right after college as every year I would collect the After Dark Eight Films to Die For series. Now, a little bit of background for me with these is my sister and I would get these after one of our aunts got my sister two of the films the first year that they did these for Christmas. Um, now, I remember the first time I saw Lake Mungo as it scared me to the point where I had trouble sleeping. I'll get back to that why shortly. I really like the setup of this film. It comes off as a documentary like you'd see in Unsolved Mysteries or Forensic Files. It was actually to the point where, while watching this the first time, I wasn't sure if this was real or not. I think that part of this is what freaked me out. For this, I have now seen this film three times and even though I know what happens, it still sucks me in every time. I think the acting is believable enough to bring the realism to it as the parents and the brothers seem to be really dealing with the grief. The things that get revealed really make this film pretty deep for me as well. It makes you wonder if Alice killed herself over the depression she was feeling from the guilt of what she did with the married couple who lived next door. There is also what is found on her cell phone while she encounters the doppelganger during her class trip to Lake Mungo. There is also how Matthew deals with the grief of losing his sister by giving his family hope by doctoring the footage on the cameras that are set up. It makes you question if there is something supernatural or not which I like. A film with a bit of ambiguity to the ending allows me to use my experiences to decide what happens and that's something I'm a big fan of. Now this film isn't perfect, What I really only have minor issues with it though. I like the realism of the videos used, it just is frustrating sometimes because it can be hard to decipher what you are seeing. Now from the time period it came out the footage definitely looks like it was shot on video. I also think the faux documentary does limit what you can do as well. Back to what I alluded to earlier. I'm freaked out by things being behind me, and I don't know they're there. And this film really plays on that. Having the images of Alice when she is supposed to be dead on film is something that I was really uneasy about. It didn't help that the first time I watched this was like 2 in the morning as I was working nights so I couldn't sleep. I watched this alone in a dark room, and it was just a perfect storm for me not being able to sleep after seeing this. This is one of my favorite found footage films to the point with my last 31 days of horror. Um, I actually showed this to my ex as I was trying to get her into the genre. It took me almost a decade after my first watch to revisit it, but I still have a deep appreciation for this film. My rating for this would be a 4 out of 5 on the Netflix scale. It definitely has rewatchability, and I still enjoy it just for different reasons from that first time that I had seen it. Now for the challenge that Duncan put forward for this film is to pair it as a double bill. This I really racked my brain for a good one. Being that it had to be a mystery of trying to find someone, but it is not being able to be found footage, it finally struck me last night when I was trying to sleep. The film I would pair this with would be The Awakening from 2011. I chose this for a couple of reasons here. The first being that they're only a few years apart. There's a person who delves into the paranormal, except in the case of the awakening, the person is trying to debunk what you uh, what people think to be a supernatural situation. And there's a the concept of being a hoax as well. I think this could make an interesting double feature. Thank you again, Duncan for doing these. Can't wait to hear the episode and for the next month's challenge.
0: And thank you to your review, David Garrett Jr. So there you go. The Awakening is his move that we pair up with. And Late Mungo scoring pretty well from David Garrett Jr. as well. I don't think I've ever seen The Awakening. So I'm going to put that one on my list, buddy. Uh, I'm going to check it out and I will feed back to you in due course. Uh, you have piqued my interest with your description of it. And uh, I look forward to uh, checking it out. And then, uh, like I say, in due course, coming back and letting the peeps out there know what i made of the movie so uh let's continue the good times a rolling and um, let's do big dino big dino said in a review he says when i sat down to watch this i hadn't a clue what was all about and i was going in blind after the first 20 to 30 minutes i couldn't believe what i was watching and i had the, properly had the creeps and the hairs on my arms were standing straight up there was definitely a couple of scenes i was shitting it what's going on is this real my head was fucked. but once i figured out i was quite surprised how great the acting direction and editing was to make this feel like a real documentary and i've watched real documentaries that were a lot less believable this movie has a good story that definitely takes you um into places that you don't see coming it's a great little film with brilliant production fantastic performances and some genuinely dark and creepy moments and it really holds up with the multiple watches it's a definite must-watch horror film for fans out there and it's a five out of five on the netflix scale as for a movie to double bill this that's not film footage how about cropsy so have fun sleeping after that, thank you very much for submitting that and you know what, Cropsey is a great fucking shout um, being a, like an actual documentary as opposed to a full documentary and one that once again just has this creepy weird vibe that just kind of just carries right through this movie in a way which is very difficult not to feel like your skin's crawling when you watch it um, it's, it's a really good shout that, it's a, an angle that I would not have come down on uh, but one that now seems so obvious that I kind of hate myself or not uh, let's move on um, our good buddy Derek Bourget, um has a submitted one in he says hey T-Putz it's Derek here got to revisit one of my favourite films for this listener choice episode with Late Mungo*. what do I have to say about this film. The mockumentary style of found footage films is one I've always kind of leaned on and this is one of the best examples of it. The cast portray themselves as real people and it's totally genuine in their responses and reactions as the events unwind on themselves with the creepy, slow burn atmosphere that I love. All the cinematography is believable in those aspects too. This might be a slow burn, but if you love slow burns as much as I do, then you will love the ride to the ending. For this, I give Late Mungle a perfect 5 out of 5. It just works for me. And what would I double bill this feature with, you ask? Well, none other than another classic slow burn mystery that unravels itself. Um, the Korean masterpiece, A Tale of Two Sisters, which is a great slow burn atmosphere and unravels into itself. That's it. All Teapot's family can't wait to hear the other responses. Do you know, Derek, it has been easily over a decade since I saw A Tale of Two Sisters, and I fucking love that movie, and I can't remember why it's taken me so long to sit back down. A great shout on that one, um, and I feel a future review of A Tale of Two Sisters maybe some Korean horror let's bring back the Korean horror movies back on podcasts under stairs but that's a really 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 good shout for that one Uh, and and glad you got to talk about a movie that you clearly uh, have as much passion for as I Um, so thanks for submitting your review in so where are we going next I think it's time for another uh, audio review Uh, let's jump to our buddy Rafael Fernandez Rafael says
4: Hello, T-PETS folks. No,
3: yeah. no. Yeah.
4: Turn it off. It's time for Raphael's listener movie club review.
3: Turn it off! Get that fucking idiot off
5: the air! Jesus <laughs> Christ, shut up and listen. I've heard enough of this, and I'm asking you to pull the plug.
4: So first things first, uh, I have to apologize to Duncan for failing to submit a review last month for Deathgasm. I wish I had a good excuse.
3: I'm a victim of circumstance!
4: (laughs) The truth is that I dreaded having to record an audio review due to stage fright, if that's the best way to put it. But I did grow a pair of testicles after I heard audio from our buddy David Garrett Jr. What a guy. And committed to debuting my manly and sexy voice for you all this week. Now, Duncan says Lake Mungo is perhaps his favorite found footage horror movie of all time. I would say it's at least the most effective that I have ever seen, but I haven't seen that many. Effective because it knows what it is, sticks to it, and still manages to impress and scare. Personally, I have more love for Noroi because I like the story better. It has an end-of-the-world uh, kind of plot by the end of it, and it has a mentally ill dude, in a protective tinfoil suit. You can't beat that. Anyways, I'm not gonna go into a detailed synopsis of Lake Mungo, since the Baz has, as always, given his definitive rendition for a Baz versus Halloween a while back, but I did want to give some thoughts on the movie. Lake Mungo's biggest strength, in my opinion, is how well it sticks to its metaphor of a faux documentary. Other found footage genre films even the very good ones, seem to me to be inconsistent with doing so. That is, they often start off very strongly, say in the first act, allowing the methodology to guide the plot. But by the third act, the stakes have ramped up so far that the second-person perspective seems like a cinematography gimmick for an otherwise traditional horror film. For example, when a movie ramps up to the point where there's a chase scene through the woods, with the protagonists running from some deadly peril but still holding cameras to film themselves. In reality, you drop the damn camera and run for your life. Lake Mungo feels like a documentary practically all the way through. Yes, it's still fundamentally a fictional story with planned plot points and twists, but they accomplish it within the parameters of the documentary. There is a lot of telling rather than showing, which in a normal movie would be a negative, but reinforces the concept of Lake Mungo. In fact, the only real action in the movie is the action Alice is getting from the neighbors. (laughs) Further reinforcing the concept was the casting choices. Everyone looked like real people, not movie stars. Now, maybe an Australian viewer would have seen these actors before in other things, but I haven't, so I was sold on that. Next is how Lake Mungo handles the supernatural. It does so in such a way as to seem natural, or grounded. Anyway, it's not the typical Hollywood effects scarefest like IT or the Wanaverse movies, but simple ghostly appearances that have antecedents in real life. The opening credits sequence is a collection of real-life ghost images, all hoaxes, but that is also foreshadowing events in the film which prepare you for what you're going to see in Lake Mungo. In addition, the supernatural is used sparingly, so when it does show up, it's not lost its effectiveness in scaring you, or at least giving you a tingling down your spine. Now, I I do have a slightly negative thing to say about Lake Mungo. Because the core of the movie, in my opinion, was supposed to be the tragedy of Alice and her mother growing apart before Alice's death, and the regret that they both faced afterwards, I would have liked to have seen more story time devoted to that conflict. And on Alice, uh, for someone who is supposed to be experiencing existential dread, the family video footage of her didn't seem to support it. I will accept the counter-argument, however, that in real life, people tend to hide their inner demons even from their own families. Either way, it's only a minor gripe from someone who can't resist criticizing otherwise perfectly good movies. Everyone else is going to make better points, I think, than I did, so I'll let them get on to doing so pretty soon. But I have to give Lake Mungo a grade, so I'll give it a 5. I was utterly sold on the faux documentary style, the story and the scares were effective, and the twist ending was creepy. I'm not going to spoil that. Now what to pair it with? Hmm. I cannot recall too many horror mysteries that I've seen in the first place, much less ones that will pair well with Lake Mungo. So I'll go with Ringu. Like Lake Mungo, the characters in Ringo believe that if they uncover the secret of the ghost, things will improve. In its case, that a curse will be lifted. The supernatural is also sparing, so that when it does manifest, it's more impactful. And a videotape plays a central role in the development of the story. Although Lake Mungo's tape is probably a more enjoyable watch. Now, not only was this my very first podcast under the stairs audio review but this is the very first audio of me period to live on the internet i've identified areas in which i need to improve in order to hold your attention better if i'm going to keep doing this but i hope to talk to you guys next month and let's get on to better reviewers thank you let me interject and give credit to the music you've heard in the intro was the main theme to life force by henry mancini Next was "Living at the Beach" from La Isola dei Danati by Mando Sangue, and finally the track "The Kid" from the Turbo Kid soundtrack by Les Matos.
0: And thank you very much for your review, Raphael. I'll tell you right now, I feel especially honoured that that was your first audio recording that you've ever done and buddy keep doing it I I really really enjoyed that review Um, and the production as well Uh, swinging in with some production my brother Uh, really really liked that Uh, another person who has picked up on the idea that the Ring, or Ringu, would be a, a you know, a kind of dream double bill with it. And the longer I've thought about it, the more I can agree, I think it's, it, it's a fucking great idea. Uh, it makes my one seem shitty. <laughs> my double bill suggestion seemed kind of obvious and shitty when you guys go out your way to do that thanks very much for sending that in Raphael and I really look forward to seeing uh, or hearing sorry what you come up with next time uh, with the next movie club which will be in Nimson uh, in just over a week's time so uh, i look forward to hearing your review then right let's keep the party wagon a-going ladies and gents um we don't have many reviews left if i'm honest so uh let's go to um like i said earlier on we've had the, the 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 negative review from Don, which means in this alternative dimension, we are going to get a, a positive review from our good buddy Tim Walker. So here we go. Tim says, Dear Duncan and the Teapots people, well, after several negative reviews in a row, I may have built up a bad reputation for hating everything. No, Tim, no one has noticed. <laughs> uh, for being a horror movie, Scrooge, standing back and saying humbug to everything. Will the streak continue with the Australian full documentary horror film Late Mungo? No, quite the opposite. In fact, I go as far as to say that there's only a handful of films I might give a more positive review of. Late Mungo is in my top 10 favourite horror films of all time. It's also not just my favourite Australian horror film of all all time but also my favourite thin footage movie and it's also my favourite horror film of the last 35 years or so. After Late Mungo the most recent movie in my top 10 favourites is John Carpenter's The Thing if that gives you any idea I like a lot of recent horror films but it's rare that I would rate a movie that highly. In addition to all that I'd say this is one of the very movies that genuinely scares me. I don't just mean my first viewing Late Mungle stays with you. At least it did for me anyway. It's one of the few movies that I had a nightmare about the night after I saw it first. I don't remember what the nightmare was, just that I woke up in a pool of sweat and Late Mungo was the first thing I thought of when I woke up. I assumed the nightmare was some sort of variation on the recovered cell phone footage. Just like with the negative reviews there are positives and negatives. Mind you the only negative I can think of ...is only a possible negative for some viewers... ...and obviously I don't include myself... ...that there could be too slow of pacing for some people. Possibly also, it might be too serious for some. It's just not a light, fun, happy film... ...to put on some popcorn and sit around with some friends. I showed it to some friends of mine and they really liked it... ...but I could tell it was kind of emotionally draining for them. They did like it though... At one point we paused the movie for something and I turned to my friend and asked him what he thought so far and he said he was done. But he was particularly impressed with the acting. Most fan footage or full documentary films have at least a couple of actors that just aren't as strong and it hurts the movie. This movie is so solid throughout that one could be forgiven for thinking that it was a real documentary. I've actually read some reviews where people actually think it's real and had to go online and check. I've read similar reviews for another full documentary horror film, Savage Land, a huge favourite of mine. Anyway, I can see how it might be too so-placed for some people, too heavy and serious, and in that respect, kind of an anti-horror comedy. I kind of already got into several of the positives. The acting and the script is solid. Nothing feels fake, nothing feels like a movie. It feels like a real documentary and that's why it works so well. For long stretches, your mind is thinking, am I watching a documentary? I'm watching a documentary. And when they show a ghost footage, it feels much scarier. It's like you're hit with a sledgehammer and the thought is, oh yeah, this is a horror movie. And before you know it hits you, you're subconscious in its effect. You feel like you've seen a real ghost in real life and that's scary. That's why whenever anyone asks you for a recommendation for a scary movie, *Late Mungo* is always the first movie I suggest. Others may be more able to analyse the movie than I can. The impact of *Twin Peaks* on the movie, for example. I know the name Palmer comes from that, but I couldn't tell you anymore. I've never seen that show. It's not. I'm not sure that the town of Ararat has any significance. Uh, that it may be a biblical reference to the great flood since Ararat is the name of the mountain in Turkey where Noah's Ark came to rest and the waters receded. No, I don't think that actually happened. I'm an atheist, but you have to build in some story there. You could interpret the name of the town as being the home of the idea that Alice has been drowned like the world in the Bible story and other wor- words in the Palmers. Whole world has been drowned in the need to move and start again. Maybe there's other symbolism I'm not picking up on. But regardless, I think this film is very well written. Everything it does is for maximum realism while still engaging in the fantastic. In other words, this movie encapsulates what's best in the horror genre and what makes a horror film great and what makes it scary. I don't think anyone would be surprised that I'm giving this movie a 5 out of 5 stars and would give it more if I could. As for what would make a great double bill with Lake Mungo, two movies come to mind. I'll go with the second one since I like it more. Ironically, the first movie is a giallo, but it's one of the few giallo that I'm not a big fan of. The Pajama Girl Case, aka The Girl in Yellow Pajamas, which is set in Australia and revolves around the Jane Doe murder victim actually based on a real crime in Australia that happened in the 30s, as I recall. The thing is, the movie just doesn't work well enough for me overall. It's a bit of a slow, depressing, and I didn't have any other style other than Jello films to do. So it would work well as a double feature on the account of the Australian connection and the mystery involving the dead girl. Still, I reject it as a pick, especially since other movie I have thought of is a huge favourite. Are you ready for this one? Because this I mentioned earlier, it is The Changeling from 1980. Maybe I'm not the only one who picks this, you were not, Tim, but not as many as you would think, uh, since it's, uh, it's a very popular haunted house film, but oh well. I think it goes well with Lake Mungo because both movies are ghost haunted house films. Both delve into the mystery of either who the ghost is or what they're wanting to tell the living. Also both have the lead character or characters dealing with an intense amount of grief. So they're both ghost stories dealing with heavy amounts of death and loss. Providing that you count Lake Mungo as a haunted house film, which I think it is, then I think they're two of the best haunted house films. Films ever made. At least, at the very least, they're two solid ghost movies which I think would work great as double features. There, see, a positive review, a glowing one, in fact. Here's hoping a new streak starts with me. I don't like writing negative reviews, I really don't. Take care, Duncan and Teapots people. Tim, thank you very much for your review, Tim, it makes my heart grow three sizes today reading a positive review from you um and yeah once again the chains on it so it feels obvious but like i say um only popped up twice in suggestions um although in saying that i still have an audio clip to listen to so it may pop up there but it's a great shout uh, and it does it would pair really really well with it both movies extremely emotionally draining um, so thank you for submitting your review in Tim, which brings us to a final review. And of course we're closing out in the tradition of Teapot's movie club listener reviews. We're going to go to our good buddy Lee Russell. Now let's see if I can score a home run with Lee because Lee has been drifting in and out of the kind of like where you're going, kind of don't like where you're going Duncan camp for a little while now. Um, So let's see what Lee makes of Lake Mungo. Hello Duncan, hello movie clubbers. So we are
2: tackling Lake Mungo this month and well goddamn, we have to pair it with something before we get into that let's just get this out of the way Like Mungo is without a doubt my favorite horror movie of the last 10-15 years or so um, I think it's fucking brilliant I love it uh, I love how it uses the sort of pseudo documentary found footage thing to its advantage and constructs this immaculately creepy little horror film that It still chills me every time I watch it. I can't say enough good things about it. I could get into this (laughs) really detailed review of the damn thing, and I'm not going to do that because, well, it would just take too long. But it's a fantastic movie. It creeps me out every time I watch it, even though I know the reveal. I know the whole story. I know every in and out of the film, I think. Uh, I have my own theories about certain things. And, man, it still hits me every time. It's just an effectively creepy ghost tale. That's all I have to say about it. It's it's a five stars on the Netflix scale. It there, There's just no no question in, in my mind. It's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. One of my favorite ghost movies of all time. Probably my favorite ghost movie of all time, actually. Now, as far as finding a movie that would pair well with it, uh, I racked my brain on this one for a little while. I had an initial choice. And I immediately told myself, no, you can't use this movie because... Everyone's going to choose this movie. And then I thought it a little bit more and I was like, mm, I don't know. This movie's kind of obscure in some circles. So maybe people would not gravitate towards this as a choice to pair with this. So eventually I just said, fuck it. And I have to say, don't look now. Nicholas Rogue, two films that on the face look very different two films that look very different and play out in different ways due to the budgets and what sort of horror subgenres they kind of fall under. Well, they're both hauntings in of a sense, but Don't Look Now goes in a very different direction. It's very psychologically based. Where Lake Mungo is presented as a cheap, possibly made for TV documentary detailing the weird events surrounding our Australian family and the tragic death of their daughter. Don't Look Now is more of an art house supernatural film with, like I said, psychological horror and tragedy running through it. Presented as a fictional narrative. But both center around family tragedy, loss of a child. Then it focuses on the grief of the remaining family members and how they process this afterwards. So both of those films have this in common. Both hint throughout that the dead child may have returned as a ghost and both present a sort of central mystery ensuing where it seems like, yes, the ghost is returning and haunting them. Why is the ghost coming back? What does the ghost have to say? What is it trying to tell its family members? Both films take us down that path, but then divergent paths. They go in different places. There's red herrings. There's fake oats. And both films feature really weird, shocking and tragic endings and both use warnings throughout in the form of premonitions in a way that only become apparent to the viewer and protagonists in the film after we've gotten to the end of the film. Both films only play their hand in the final act, even though they do hint throughout of what might actually be going on, and I think both films do it. Brilliantly. Don't Look Now is, like I said, more of an art house film in a way. It's a little bit more deliberately paced. Lake Mungo's a little bit more compact, um, gets to the salient points quicker because it's presented as a documentary. So you don't want dead air, you don't want dead space on a documentary. You have no room for narrative flourishes or anything like that because it's presented as real. Don't Look Now You can go in all kinds of directions. You can study the characters uh, a little bit more. Um, You can get to know Donald Sutherland and his wife a little bit more. And the way that they both handle the grief. And they both have their own little storylines that intersect and then diverge here and there. And yeah, I think Don't Look Now is an absolute perfect pairing with Lake Mungo uh, on a deeply thematic level dead is dead unfortunately dead is dead and the dead have secrets and sometimes the dead's warning people in the case of lake mungo our dead girl she gets the premonition and it deals with how she deals with it and then her ghost wants her family to understand and don't look now the premonitions whether they come from the dead child or not are trying to warn donald sutherland's character but It seems predetermined. And both are really effective horror movies. And I mean, Don't Look Now is a 5 out of 5 for me as well. I mean, duh. Goes without saying, I think. So, there we go. Cheers, movie
0: club. See you next time. Bye-bye. always great hearing from our buddy Lee Russell from the Must Be Destroyed On Site Podcast that's a great shout as well Don't Look Now, a movie I deeply, deeply, deeply love Um yeah anything you're double billing this movie with is just gonna be uh it's gonna be an emotionally draining, depressing time, there's no way around it ain't no positives that you can swing in off the back of this one, you kinda have to carry that atmosphere of dread over Interestingly enough, uh, and I don't usually do this, but I am going to do it for this one. Um, the movie that I would double bill with this is actually one that I'm going to be covering as part of my Ten Tales of Woe. Surprise, surprise. So uh, there, there was a slight ulterior motive to putting late Mungo in his movie club, and it was because I had this idea that I wanted in April to do a a series, a subset series of shows, ten episodes, uh, ten individual reviews, covering movies which, at the very core, have very emotionally draining, um, taxing stories about loss and grief. And I was going to call it the Ten Tales of Woe. And um, as part of that, late Mongol has to be part of that equation because I think it's one of the, the best examples of that in a modern horror movie. Um, the, the movie that I would double bill is so obvious that I'm surprised no one mentioned it, but then that may be because not a lot of people see it as the horror movie that I see. Um, the movie I would double bill it up with is Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me, um, which is the kind of prequel movie the Twin Peaks TV show directed by David Lynch Uh, came out early 90s and um, it kind of it it gives you the the last days of Laura Palmer um, who's the central character in there who very much like Alice Palmer it's why I do the comparisons is this character who people thought was emotionally stable kind of sweetness everyone loved her but she held a lot of dark secrets which lead up towards her body being filmed um i'm going to be reviewing that movie so i'm going to kind of hold my cards close to my chest on this one i'm going to be reviewing that movie as part of the 10 tales of War, and you're going to hear a bit more in-depth detail as to what I actually feel about Lake Mungo and its emotional impact, but you're also going to hear what I think of Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me, a movie that I really hope you go out and check if you've never seen it. Some people worry that, you know, I've never watched Twin Peaks TV show, and I get that. But because it's a prequel, you do need to know where some things are going, but you don't need to know everything. Um, and I'll explain why I think it's a it's another movie that is just so emotionally fucking draining. Even when you think that movie ends on a high note, it really, really, really doesn't. Uh, like a few of the ones in the Ten Tales of War. So that's what I would link it all with. Uh, Late Mungo is a, a five for me anyway. I, I love that movie. But uh, Twin Peaks Fire What With Me It would be the movie that I pair it up with. Right, let's jump out just now. Eight uh, picking winners and best recommendations I think what you have though dear listener is a list of movies that you should go out and check uh, and maybe the Elite Mungo um, double bill or maybe double bill them with some of the other suggestions I'll tell you right now if you think for one second that sitting down and watching The Changeling and Ringu is a bad night in, then I don't know what I can say to help you um, so yeah some Pretty phenomenal suggestions in there, and hopefully you all check them out. Thank you very much once again to all my uh, listeners who submitted reviews. Them. We are taking a short break, and when I come back, and am closing the show right after this. You're listening to the podcast Under the Stairs. you've been listening to the podcast under the stairs this has been bonus episode 153 it's movie club challenge teapots listener reviews looking at Lake Mungo thank you very much to all the reviewers who submitted reviews into the show without you these segments would not work or run Um, And I look forward to launching another movie for you guys to check out. We're staying in the Southern Hemisphere, um, so we're doing Antipodean Horror, and there will be another one coming up either from New Zealand or Australia for you guys to check out and review. Um, And just over a week's time we'll be announcing that one, so keep your eyes peeled and your ears open to the feed for when that episode drops there's a multitude of ways to check out podcasts under the stairs as always I say come across and check us out on Apple Podcasts that way you get the shows as and when they drop access to the entire back catalogue leave us a rating and a review it's the best way to support us on those platforms you can also check us out at Stitcher Smart Radio SoundCloud Google Play tune in as well as the Spotify app. We're over there as well. Come to our website, it's teaputscast.com and you can throw us some pennies and buy some cool merch by going to our merch page, which is teaputscast.bigcartel.com You can visit our Facebook pages if you want to interact with other listeners post put your watching theories and all that shenanigan conspiracy theories if you want you can do it on the group page facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash teapots cast if you're only interested in finding out when the shows are dropping occasionally check out a live stream or a Thursday Thursday then that's the Facebook page you want to go to it's facebook.com forward slash teapots cast you can interact with myself and the baz on the twin prongs the social media sexiness Instagram and Twitter both can be followed at T cast. The podcast Under the Stairs will return tomorrow with some March Madness as I recall and recount some of my favourite on-screen psychopathic portrayals um, in horror cinema. So strap yourself in for that, ladies and gents. Wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan Cleese broadcasting live from Under the Stairs and I am signing off.